In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And today we're talking all about hair and the emotions of hair. So many emotions. But first, are you subscribed to Back for Seconds? If you want access to ad-free DST episodes a day early, which I know you do, and bonus episodes with Sammy and Aileen, go to subscribe.betches.com and join the fun. So, Remy, do you want to debrief us on the inspiration for this episode? Yes. Okay. So you and I have been talking about, oh, it'd be really fun to do a hair episode at one point because you had said something about like wanting to cut your hair and all that stuff and like the emotions tied up in it. And then this past weekend, I was at my friend's joint bachelor party and one of them, Tim, one of my best friends, he like always cuts and colors my hair every time I see him. He used to do it before he was professional. Now he's gone to hair school and everything and he still does it. And wow. Yeah, he's the best. And he did it this time. And I got so emotional during and I was so embarrassed by how emotional I was getting because I had basically been like only trim it like a little bit. Like I'm really loving the length of my hair. Like it's been like hella long recently. And like I've I've been getting compliments on it. And I've been holding a lot of like my worth in my hair. And I I basically I guess I didn't realize that at the outset, but I did say I was like, I just want like a little trim, whatever. And then four inch pieces start coming off at <laughs> different times. And I just got so nervous, even though he's literally done my hair for years, is one of my best friends in the entire world, like has never really done me wrong. But like I could feel myself like starting to cry and getting so nervous that I was like, I'm not going to like how I look anymore. And then I started spiraling from that being like, oh, my God, like I'm still not healed at all. We've been talking about like trying to separate yourself, like your worth from like your physical appearance and like for almost a year now. And like, I'm still not okay. Like I just got so frustrated and like, I, yeah, I didn't cry, but I felt like I was going to. Well, the fact that you didn't cry, I consider that a win because I've cried so many times in the chair. The chair mm-hmm. is an emotional place. and I don't, it, it really is. It really is. But my question is, this is your friend doing Mm -hmm. your hair. So do you also have the thought that's like, I don't want to hurt his feelings if I don't like it? Yes. And also especially like, okay, so most of the time we are very like collaborative to the point of like fighting with each other, but in a really good way where I'll just be like, no, you're starting too high. Like put that there or whatever. And like, well, whatever. And we usually have a bit of banter during, but this weekend being his bachelor weekend, like I did not want to like hurt his feelings at all. Like I was like, I just like won't fucking say anything, you know, like, but I like they could all see it on my face. Like it was a bunch of our friends in the room too, being like, she's going to cry. And I was like, no, I'm not like, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, you must have also been thinking or actually I can't assume this, but I would have probably been thinking, well, if he's cutting a little more than I asked for, then maybe he's doing it for a reason. Like he knows how to do this and maybe it's dead. I know know he was. I know he was and it was super dead and it definitely needed it and I wouldn't have done it without him. You know, like all the things that I rationally know. That's why I think I was getting like so 
spirally because I was like, how is this happening still? Like, I thought we were like past this. Yeah. Yeah. So did your feelings change? Yeah. Well, so I, first of all, just like got over it because I had you had to. to. Yeah. Yeah. You can't ruin the bachelor party weekend yeah. with your hair yeah. problems. Yeah. Also, I, I said the same thing I said to myself at my cousin's bachelorette like a month ago, which is like, I'm not the main character. It really doesn't matter what I look like as long as I look like clean, you know, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> put together. So but then at the end of the weekend, like because we were in Vegas and then he lives in L.A. So we drove back to his apartment. I flew out from L.A. And on like the, my last night, he was like, do you want to put some more highlights in the front? Like, I noticed you've been like touching your hair all weekend. And I was like, I do. And I like pointed out like the three spots that I wanted it. And it just made it like so much better. (laughs) But but even like this being like, oh, it made it so much better. Like in the grand scheme of things, like it probably made it marginally better. Yeah. What I mean is it looks great, by the way. I Thank was you. noticing that it looked different, but I didn't want to uh, make assumptions that you colored it. So you you cut and oh, colored yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because sometimes people with light hair, they their hair just gets lighter from being in the sun. So sometimes it's hard to tell. Oh, my God. That, okay, so since we are talking about our hair history today, hair stories, mm-hmm. that is one of the things, when I was really little, like I was a natural blonde and it looked like highlights but it was you know there naturally yeah and one of my friend's moms used to accuse my mom of dyeing my hair <laughs> no yeah and giving like and I was like three like of giving a three-year-old highlights and then it's so funny because then later on in life like I started dyeing my hair actually like in like seventh grade but I would lie about it I was dying and lying because I was so embarrassed from the first time that I was accused. <laughs> Dying and lying is such Dying a Dying and lying. That's so funny that she thought that your mom was coloring your hair. I mean, I wouldn't put it past some mothers. Like, I know, you know, the whole stage mom thing, they're doing things to modify their toddler's appearance and like giving yeah. them fake teeth and all that. But it doesn't seem like your mom was Flippers. like that. No, no. That's, but it was so crazy. Like, it was crazy that somebody would assume that and that they told me they shouldn't have told me because it made me paranoid. <laughs> yeah. But that's it's just because your highlights were so good that they couldn't they were believe so they were good. natural. There was one time I I dyed my hair on purpose myself. Do you remember like Artec shampoo? No. It was like a shampoo for colored hair. And my mom used it like because she has brown hair and like was upkeeping it with that. And one time I accidentally in fourth grade shampooed my hair with it. And then I noticed it like turned it like a little orange. And I was like, (gasps) I'm Jerry from the Spice Girls. Like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And then like she saw it happen on me and she was like, did you use my shampoo? And I was like, no. But then I would like use it more. And then like eventually (laughs) she started to hide it from me. And then I would find it. "Mm." So you liked that it was brassy. Oh, my God. I loved it. It was turning it orange. Yeah. But like, did you fantasize about being a redhead? Like, did you want to be a redhead? Jerry Hallowell. Yeah. yeah like, was she, she your was favorite like, Spice an, Girl? Yes. Oh, interesting. I feel like she, she was a lot of girls' favorites. I always liked Scary Who's your and favorite? Posh. Okay. I liked, I, I oscillated between, oh, you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, I, I had a baby phase too. I, mm. I think a different one was my favorite at different points, but never, but actually never Jerry. I was never a Jerry girl. She was everything to me. <laughs> Did you like ever wear anything with a union jack on? Oh my God. I wanted one. No, I, the only thing I had was like this, like red sequin thing that looked kind of similar that I would wear around the house. And everyone was like, chill. <laughs> oh, I think that's so baller. Like, yeah, a little girl wearing sequins around the house is such a mood. That's so funny, though. I remember like those there were different products that you could kind of alter your hair color. Like you remember mm-hmm. sun in. Yes, I was allowed to use sun in. Yeah, because you had and I was allowed hair. to spritz lemon. Yeah. Yeah. So at camp, a lot of girls would use sun in, but they weren't all blonde. So 
the and and when I say a lot of girls, I'm included in that group. I mm-hmm. definitely tried sun in and it turned my hair a bright shade of orange. And then my mom would get so mad at me. She would always get mad at me like whenever I altered my hair, did anything to my hair. Yeah. She she was like, "Why would you do it yourself? Like you're going to make yourself ugly." Like she yeah. used to like There's really like a lot of stock it. in hair. So much. So much. And it's crazy that like you are this age and yet the hair still has a chokehold on you to the point where Literally. you're crying. Yeah. I'm happy that you like it now though. And that he like fixed it and modified it for you. For sure. But like, is that the point? You know, like it's I'm I'm struggling in between being like just me is good enough, but also being like, I like aesthetics. You know, yeah, like I, I mean, do like when a highlight is balanced. I like when like if it's blonde, it's we do a lot of purple shampoo. Oh, yeah. I uh, used to bleach my hair. I mean, we'll get into the specifics of what yeah. we've done to our hair. But just one question. If you were to just stop coloring it, what color would it be? Mm-hmm. Would it be light brown or? It's like an ashy. Like it okay. looks like dark brown and some light and then it looks like ashy and other but yeah 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 and are you just not comfortable with the idea of having darker hair interesting question I've had darker hair before but it was I dyed it dark and so it looked really weird with my face and it was in college and it w- it started as like too black and just didn't I just didn't look like myself. And then when it lifted, it got really brassy and not in a fun way either. Like they didn't go with like my skin tone. And that you did it yourself with a home dye kit. No. Oh, you went to a place and asked for it to be dyed. Okay. See, I remember when I met you, you had highlights, but they were more like, if I remember correctly, they were more like chunky highlights like you could tell more that it was colored and now like to me it looks a little more natural. Am I remembering Well, that's that the magic of Tim. I don't know. Honestly, I've had so many fucking colors. Like I've had a single process blonde where it also lifted and then looked like pee, horrible, <laughs> and then like a skunk stripe in the middle when it was growing out. I've had platinum blonde, which was crazy. And we'll talk about that. I've had rainbow hair, like mermaid colored rainbow hair. Obsessed. Red hair, black hair. Like I've literally run the gamut. I've chopped it off myself. I've had other people chop it off. I've had bangs. I've had curtain bangs, but I've never gone like short. And I remember in the beginning of like when we started doing DST, you were like, I want to go short, short. Yeah. Everyone tells me not to. I still think about it all the time, but everyone's telling me not to. So I am getting in my own head and thinking it's going to be a terrible mistake. (laughs) So I'm just not doing it. Why do you think they're telling you not to? You know, I think a lot of people have had the experience of wanting to cut their hair because it's exciting and they want to change and they're tired of hair weighing them down, like whatever the reasons are. And then once they do it, they regret it. It's a lot of maintenance, I will say. That was one of the things I didn't want to lose about my length is like the length weights it down. So you don't have to like dry it or do whatever. Like when I've had short, short hair, like you really have to style it unless like you want to look like Doc in Back to the Future. Like for me, yeah, mine was like poofy. Which, you know, that's a look, but maybe not it is look a look for me. But not um, for my shape face. Yeah. I, you know, it's also a texture thing because when it's mm-hmm. longer, for example, I do not have straight hair. I have wavy slash curly hair. I actually mm-hmm. don't even know. I'm seeing these TikTok videos lately of like these girls saying like, I thought my whole life that my hair was wavy, but it's actually curly. And they start using the right products and they have ringlets. I feel like that might be me, Mm. but because it's so long now, it's truly wavy because it's, it's weighed down. There's also this element of like, if I cut it off, is it going to be really poofy? Like, am I going to look like a poodle? Is that going to happen? And would that be okay? Like, yeah, there's something where I'm like, so many hairstyles look good on other people, but I, I feel like when I start to deviate from what I looked like as a child, 
I get into uncomfortable territories, which feels weird. Wait, that is so deep that I feel like we could unpack that for a whole episode, which we don't need to now. But that that I need some so inner much. child work. <laughs> yeah, like that's inner child work right we there. We need to cut the cord. We've talked about this before. When you grew up, you were such a beautiful child and everybody was always <laughs> talking about how beautiful you were. So it would make sense that you would want to like kind of emulate that throughout your life. I know, but doesn't that suck? That yeah, it's that's sad. still the thing that I'm like placing so much, I don't know, importance on. Yeah, I do. And I think that we could work through it. But like, how the question is, how do you distinguish just preferring your hair to be a certain length? Versus, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's a security blanket. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your own fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some Smalls to my friend in Brooklyn who is fostering kittens, and they took to it right away. It is delicious. It is nutritious. It is easy to serve. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh, protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Sam actually sent us that TikTok of the girl saying that, she, or it was actually a stitch with a girl who had cut her hair really short. And mm-hmm. A plus she, size girl. Yeah. And the stitch was saying like, oh my God, this is like so important to talk about because we never discuss short hair on plus size people and like how much a lot of people, I I would say a lot of people rely on their hair as a security blanket, like having it longer and covering you more. Yeah. Or like it just being this idea of like being more feminine and being raised to think that that's what you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I had all the feels watching this TikTok because basically this girl was saying that we're told from very young that like certain things look better on us and we internalize Mm -hmm. that. But really, no matter what you do to your hair, you're still going to look like you. There is this element of and especially I mean, I had this experience when I was younger and I was plus size 
not wanting to emphasize my face. Like we talk Mm -hmm. about the body insecurities, but there are also facial insecurities that you have Mm -hmm. when you're plus size of like, oh, my face is a big round moon and I need something on each side to kind of like cut the face, like slim it down. But it's not really doing that. I mean, I'm not plus size and I feel the same way about having hair around my face. Like Mm-hmm. It's like maybe a thing of like just wanting to show the world less. Yeah. And how sad is that when we really break it down? Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I- I've even become more comfortable putting my hair up. I used to really not be comfortable putting it mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like leftover insecurities from being bigger, thinking that I needed to hide behind my hair. And I still kind of feel like I need to hide behind my hair. There was actually somebody on the trip. We were talking about hair and she was like, have you ever chopped your hair really short? And I was like, yeah, I have. She's like, I did too. But I was like a lot skinnier at the time. So I could do that. See, this is what people say. Yeah. This is what people say. And it gets in your head and you're like, wait a second, am I not skinny enough to have short hair? Or in my case, I I told this to you, but it was a long time ago. You might not remember, but somebody Mm -hmm. actually said to me, only really pretty girls can cut their hair short. And I was like, I do remember you saying that. Are you saying I'm not pretty enough to have short hair? (laughs) Like, it was was so, it was kind of rude, but I really did internalize it. Totally rude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I really internalized it. And I really like, it, it turned me off of the idea. This was maybe a year ago that that happened. And I still go back and forth. But it was weird because as she was saying that, like, oh, I was a lot skinnier than I was like kind of like mad at her for saying it. But it's that's the same way I feel about when I had short hair. I'm like, well, of course I could pull it off. Then I was so much skinnier than, you know, like, yeah, it's it's just so fucked up. And I will say the person in the TikTok who cut the bob, it is so cute. Oh, it's so cute. It looks love so it. good. But OK, to the other person's point who was stitching it, you were like, no matter what the length, you're still going to look like yourself. Like there are things I feel like you can do to yourself or your hair that are going to stop looking like, you No, like because well, I really when I had dark hair, I was like, who is that? Well, there. Yes. Like to a certain degree, totally. Like if it, let's let's use that example. When you dyed your hair really dark, it obviously would have contrasted differently, like on your skin and with your features. And I do think there are some people that generally look better, at least in my opinion, I'll think like, oh, you look so great with, with dark hair. Like I, I bring up this example for literally everything, but Anne Hathaway. Could you, you see love that girl Anne going blonde? I love yes, her. Yes, and she I, looks so good in blonde. Like, but that's the thing. I was going to say a lot of actresses change their hair, a lot of colors, and it's like, that's amazing. But then they end up looking like a different person, which makes it better for the role. True. You know? Yeah, like, true. I've had even like my sister be like, you look like a different human being with different hair. Like... Which is kind of fun. It's like an avatar. Yeah. But it's an avatar that you're stuck with for like six months at least. Because yeah. you can't you can't process your hair too much. It'll damage it. I'm sure that you oh, had experience yeah. with hair damage when you bleached it. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Yeah, it same. W- did you and I go platinum at the same time? I think I was a little bit before you. I, okay. I, so... For me, I, I never dyed my hair except, you know, the occasional sun in, the occasional uh, mm-hmm. like spray paint for St. Patrick's Day. I would spray my hair green, whatever. Mm-hmm. Temporary dye. But I never, ever dyed it until I was 25. And then oh, I nice. decided. Yeah. So then at that point, I was just bored. And I thought if I'm going to change it, I want it to be extreme. Yeah. So I, I just... I bleached it. It was platinum blonde and I loved it. I really yeah. loved it. And it was long too. But then, I mean, this is how they get you. After maybe <laughs> four or five times of going back to get my roots touched up and to get it toned and everything, the damage started to show. And then mm. I had to chop it off to start nursing it back to health. How much of a chop? Uh, I would say it, it. I probably chopped it from like below the boobs to the collarbone. Okay. Like not that short, but um, that's how much I was comfortable doing. And then I dyed it red. Yes. Okay. I think I met you when it was red, but your like icon was still platinum. 
There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, I really loved it, Blonde, because it was edgy. It's, I, it's also the age I was at. I was twenty five, and I kind of felt like, ooh, I need to be edgy and cool. You know? Oh, yeah. I was dyeing my hair different colors because one, I wanted to separate myself from any other blonde comic. Like I was like, oh, they'll remember me because I have like rainbow tips or they're like, whatever. But I also wanted to show the passage of time and make people think I had been doing comedy longer by having like a bunch (laughs) of different headshots with like different colors. That's low-key brilliant. I I don't think it worked. It didn't work? Yeah. No, I don't know. So this is what I was going to say is when we met, okay, your hair was red Mm -hmm. and... I had you on How Come with Andrea. Mm -hmm. And then a few months later, like, I think this season had ended and stuff. So I like cut my hair a little short, whatever. But it was still like dirty blonde. And it was a blonde bob. And I was a blonde bob. Yeah. I loved it. And in that time, I shot with Netflix explained for like the female orgasm episode and it was great and whatever. And then like literally the next day I was like, okay, like I want to make a big change for like season two. So I dyed my hair platinum and they were like, Hey, like, do you have any, um, high res pictures of you interviewing any of your guests? Like, and I was like, no, like, no, like, I don't hire a photographer to just take pictures of me podcasting. Yeah, like podcasting wasn't videoed at that no, time, really. It wasn't like it as was important. Yeah. It was so nice and comforting. Oh, such a lovely time. <laughs> oh, I long for those days. Me too. But I was like, but I can get you pictures. And I had a friend who's a drag queen, and um, I was like, you have like that long wig that has like my old ombre color, right? Because like, at least on the cover of How Come, this wig looked like that. So I invited you guys back over and like a few other people that I had podcasted with. And I'm wearing a literal wig on Netflix and you're in a photo with me. And it's like, I've never told anybody about the wig. But if you go to Netflix Explained, uh, the female orgasm episode, and you see some of the photos. Yeah, they're just that, some that uh, long hair is a wig because I was platinum so, underneath. Well, I'm so glad that you reminded me of this. And I can't believe that I forgot this because it was one of the funniest things that ever <laughs> happened to me. I don't remember if you warned us about the wig prior. No, I, I wanted it to be a, a silly little joke. Okay, that's <laughs> why it was so funny because we showed up at your front door. And you're like, uh, you're like, hey guys, so uh, long story short, I'm wearing a wig today. And you, <laughs> you like flip it upside down. Like you do the thing where you, you know, bend over and then you flip yeah. it upside down, do the reveal. And I will say in pictures, it looked totally realistic, but maybe it was just the contrast and the fact that I knew that it was fake. Yeah. That, like it was so funny looking to <laughs> <laughs> it was it's a very long wig as well. I had such to like a long wig. tie it up and make it look kind of normal. But yeah, so that's when I went platinum and platinum was fun for maybe a month. Like uh-huh. you get your you get your pictures like while it's still white before it like lifts to yellow like Uh-huh. And before I, I mean it when it's breaks, white breaks splits it splits. does the splits. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. It's like the first month, you're in heaven. Yeah. You're you like, think, oh my God. I mean, you think I'm you're Daenerys like Targaryen. This. Yes. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're like, think you're this ethereal being. Also, I like... I started like dressing to match the hair too. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I think the hair kind of changed me a little bit. Yes. Um, like I started wearing fishnet sleeves, okay? Hilarious. And I didn't even do that in high school. So Yeah, I feel like I I definitely dress to match my hair. Mhm. Um but let me tell you something, going over platinum hair and dyeing it red. Mhm. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but it wasn't because red is the hardest thing to cover up. It's extremely mm. difficult to cover up. My colorist at the time, when I went platinum, I went to this hair salon in Soho and I asked this girl, you know, I, I kind of want to bleach my hair, but I'm nervous too. Um, is there somebody here that I should go to? And she said, yeah, Brittany's your girl. 
immediately, immediately okay. she said, yeah, you got to see Brittany. She's the best. She can do anything, whatever. Brittany was my colorist for like seven or eight years mm-hmm. because I liked her and I trusted her and she is so cool. It's nice to have someone cool. Either someone cool that like you get along with and you want to talk to the whole time or somebody who like they wouldn't have a great conversation with you anyway, but they're really good at hair and like they're pretty quiet the whole time and just let you do your thing. Yeah, I could do either of those scenarios. She and I actually became, you know, we became friends, which was nice. But here's the thing. Because she is so passionate and so talented with color, and I'm talking bright colors, bold colors. Mm -hmm. There were some times that I would go in thinking that I was going to dye it back to be more natural. And she would convince me (laughs) to do crazier things. Oh, no. And and so that's how I ended up with that bright, bright red hair is I kind of wanted to go ease back into my natural color, which is like a reddish And she brown. was like, that's not happening. Yeah. She was like, you know, I think if you're going to do red, you should do red. Fire you know? engine red. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you're right. I should. And then I, I even asked her, I was like, do you think I should dye my eyebrows too? And she was like, absolutely <laughs> not. You're not an anime character. Like, absolutely not. Never do that. So at least she, you know, gave me sound advice. It can in that look area. good though. So here's the, okay. Here's the thing with hair too and like even dying eyebrows or dying beards or whatever like some people when they do a cut that is so different or a color that's so different that's like when they actually start to look like themselves yeah do you know what I mean like and they start to like really like come into themselves because it's like that's what was always right for them like yeah like that's so you that's so you I've always seen that for you and like it didn't happen in nature, but it could happen now. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I've tried to seek that out in other hair cuts and colors. But like, it always goes back to this like child color and cut, you know, like uh-huh. length. Uh-huh. The pretty Remy cut. The pretty Remy cut. That's what it is, Remy. I'm like, we're... This is like therapy right now. Um, although podcasting is not therapy, sign up for a therapist. Everyone, podcasting is not therapy, but I yeah, think we're but- <laughs> we're having a breakthrough. Yeah, think, but um, also, what if this is what I just find that this is how I look? Like Miranda Hobbs, we all got mad when her hair was silver because, like, oh, that's were we not mad? what. Oh, a lot of people were mad. Oh, okay. You know, I like mostly because the, the wigs weren't amazing. <laughs> was it a wig? I'm, yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm so bad at spotting, like, the difference between Wigs, real hair and you know hair. what? They are meant to not be spotted you a know, lot of I the time. I know, I know. And, and I yeah. didn't realize until uh, kind of recently that a lot of the celebrities... Everyone's like, wearing a wig. Almost, or or a weave, you know? Yeah. Like, hair, like, really good extensions. extensions. Yeah. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know Miley Cyrus was wearing, like, had a weave. I didn't know Everyone, that. Everyone, like... Pop star hair doesn't just like happen, happen in nature. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone who's born with the best there hair are becomes a pop so star. M- yeah. Like, well, right. <laughs> like imagine that that was the case. It's like yeah. you have an amazing voice and the most <laughs> insane head of hair we've ever seen. No, the only person that has like really insane hair volume right now on TV is Bryn from The Real Housewives of New York. She does. Her hair, and she has an incredible hair journey as well, which she'll talk about on the show and we shouldn't even go into because okay. we have way more to do. But, but you're right. She kind of looks like she's wearing a bumpet or something. She looks like what every pop star is like aspiring towards is like yeah. that level of volume. Yeah. Bryn's killing it. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is 
beer. But now with Athletic Brewing, I'm able to get that delicious beer-like taste in my mouth without any of the alcohol. It's amazing. Just so you guys know, I used to love sours. I'm a big sour drinker and I really miss that taste. And now I don't have to miss out on it. It's amazing. Whether you're trying to cut back or you just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is often a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol, allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet fruity sours? Now you can enjoy this style without the hangover the next day. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic brews bevs you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Did you go into COVID with your red hair? Yeah. And uh, Okay. This, and I went in a- with my bleached hair and that's why I was so excited because I was like, <gasps> finally, like we'll get to do like regrowth in private. Yes. I had the same feeling. Yeah. So did you just let it grow? Yeah. Uh, Isn't it such a nice feeling to like, first of all, when you was crazy, I called it halfway hair. Like I was like, whoa, (laughs) we're halfway hair because it was (laughs) platinum. And then like this very dark ash. Yeah. But you can really see the growth when that Mm -hmm. happens. So you can actually see how fast your hair is growing. I really liked that. Mm -hmm. So my my thing, my issue with the red hair during COVID was I couldn't do anything to it. I couldn't see my colorist and the bottom of it was getting so orange from from just not being touched for so long that um, eventually I was like, all right, I really need to fucking do something about this hair. My sister had a hair person come to her house to cut her whole family's hair. And Mm -hmm. I said, hey, can I get in on this? Yeah. And I had him just dye it as close to my natural color as possible. Nice. And then after that, I was only focused on it being healthy. I really wasn't focused on like, oh, do we want to punch this up with highlights? I really just wasn't even concerned about that because A, I wasn't seeing anyone. And B, my hair was so damaged. And like you said, here's an opportunity to nurse it back to health. Mm Mm-hmm. So at that point, I actually discovered like some hacks that I feel really helped my hair grow back healthier than before. Go on. Okay. So (laughs) have you guys heard of coconut oil? It is the best Mm. hair treatment. (laughs) All you do is you like sop your hair with coconut oil and put it up in a bun and leave it for like 
you could even leave it in for like 24 hours. You can leave it in however long you want, but it makes your hair really soft. And Mm -hmm. after doing it for a long time, like maybe once or twice a week over COVID, I really started to see less damage as it grew out. I like Olaplex a lot. And I know it's super expensive. I got it once and it was awesome, but I got it in that time because I was like, I'll have to, my hair was so cracked. It was like raw pasta. Yes. Raw pasta. Or like, I always liken it to the straw part of the broom. Yeah. You know, like my body is the broom and the top of the broom is my hair. Can you tell the story about cheating on your colorist? Oh, I just, in general, I feel like finding a colorist or somebody who cuts your hair, like it's like finding a relationship or like a therapist, you know, like there are going to be people that fit with you and people that don't. And like, it's a blend of like, you like their work or like they're fun or, you know, like it's usually that you like their work, but I've just always felt so guilty, like going back to a colorist if like I stepped out. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Do you feel like you need to lie? Like, well, you can't because they can see it. Like they know your their work and they know what they did last time for you. True. I guess if you go in there with highlights, like they would obviously know that you saw somebody else. Yeah. Or like when I went brown and then like was like, hey. <laughs> you come crawling back like, hey, please fix this. can we do something? And they're like, where have you been? They're like, Remy, you were supposed to be home last week. Like, what's (laughs) wrong with you? And I'm upset and I'm mad at you. And I don't even know if I'm going to bring it up. Like, you know, they could be like kind of like passive aggressive, too, and just be like, ooh, like what happened? You know, like, you know what happened? I stepped out on you. I'm sorry. You know very well what went down. And we don't need to have that conversation right now because I'm Mm -hmm. stuck in your chair for an hour and a half. So. Yeah, no, that that's like kind of what was happening with my colorist is I really like I just kind of like wanted her to do what she wanted to do. And I yeah. felt oddly like I don't I don't know. I don't want to say pressured, but it was more like I wanted to impress her. Like I didn't want to do something boring. Oh, yeah. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to be boring because she wasn't boring and she loved doing these cool, crazy yeah. colors. And you don't want to be somebody who's like too specific. Like even though I'm the most specific person in the world, like this time when Tim dyed my hair, like we had planned to do it at a certain time. And then I realized because the time difference that like you and I had a, a little meeting. And so then he was waiting for like an hour for us to be done. And he was like, just so ready to go. And he was like, okay, get in the chair or whatever. And like, we did not discuss my part. We did not discuss what I wanted. Like the only thing I, you know, but I also didn't want to like say anything because I was like, oh, I've been keeping him for so long. Like, and like, I mm-hmm. trust him, you know, like there is that thing when it's either your friend or like somebody that you've worked with for a long time that you just want to be like, I trust you because I do like, I, yeah. I do think you're so talented. And, and he's an artist, you know, like hair color and honestly, hair cutting is an art. And, but the, the unique thing about it is that you have to have interpersonal skills also to be, you know, a hairdresser. So there's this front facing element of it, but then also it is a true art. So like if somebody sat down and was painting a portrait of you, you wouldn't be like, oh, make sure that, you know, my hairline is like this and not like this. It's like, no, they're an artist. You might. But you, but you would feel you commissioned the portrait. See, I, here's my thing with the portrait and the hair. You let them do the thing. And then you can say, we need touch-ups or whatever. Like, And right. not every hairdresser will do this, but like the really good ones, they want you to be like so happy. And like, that's what he said to me. He's like, I want you to be really happy when you walk out of here. Like I've literally walked out of places hysterically crying before. And they're just like, wait, like, do you want to fix it? Like, we don't want you to be unhappy you know like yeah and they'll add something or they'll like do a toner or you know like but then there is the part of it where you kind of have to advocate for yourself as well yeah and that's really hard to do I mean yeah I have a hard time doing that 
Yeah, I just I, I I would rather them think I love it and then cry myself to sleep than ask them to fix it. I think that's it. like a people pleasy thing. And yeah, a lot of us it, do that. I think it is. Because you're like, you worked so hard and your arms must be killing you. Like, I don't want to make you do any more. But that's why I usually like, if Tim and I have to do a tweak or like any other colorist, I'll usually like come back on another day. Like, I'll be like, I'm going to sit with this and see how much it actually bothers me. You know, like, mm-hmm. and then like, with him, he's the one who noticed. He was like, you've been touching your hair all weekend. Yeah. I, this is what I'm saying. Like, they're artists, but they also, like, understand the human condition mm-hmm. and can, like, read your – I mean, this is also a good friend of yours, so he can mm-hmm. probably read your body language too. But I'm telling you, I've had it happen with total strangers that were doing my hair. Like, they can tell when I don't love it. Yeah. I'm just not that good of an actress, I guess. But No, but they usually want to fix it, right? Like – yeah. Or, okay, when you walked out with your fire engine hair, did you like it? (laughs) I liked it in the sense that, like, it was fun and, you know, if I saw it on somebody else, I would love it. But it's just not the type of thing that you want to wake up to every day. Or at least it's not what I want to wake up to every day. It's just it's a very specific look. So then I gradually toned it down and I went kind of more uh, uh, for a copper tone. Also, when your hair is like that extreme of a color, like we were talking about dressing for hair, like there's only so many colors you can wear or you have to like mix it with different patterns just because it's like your hair is an accessory at this point. Yes. That's that part of it. I actually really did like that the hair color itself was an accessory, but then so you could just wear black. Right. I, w- yeah, I actually did white. wear a lot more black. Yeah. Um, But th- this is another, I, I don't know if you had this experience, but I felt like I needed to wear more makeup. With colorful, colorful hair? Yeah. With, well, yeah. with platinum and with colors. Yes. Oh my God. Definitely. Cause it's so different from your natural skin tone mm-hmm. that like you have to like put a face on to be like, there is still a face here. Remember? Yeah. And like to have it stand out in contrast with the yeah <laughs> crazy hair. Cause I also, I also had purple, I had pink, I had blue. Yeah. That stuff never lasted that long because it's actually really hard to keep. It's hard to maintain, but it's so pretty when it's washing out like a little pastel. Mm. Yeah. Like, do you mean when it washes out and the bottom of your bathtub is like painted Easter egg colors? No. I, oh, <laughs> just I really when love that. Like lightly faded. Like the first time I did rainbow hair, it was really bright teal and really bright pink, like hot pink. And it's Ooh. not what I wanted initially, but in three weeks, it had washed out to like the pastel-y like mermaid hair that I was going for. Oh, and I love that look. It's like my little pony. It was literal. Yeah. Rainbow bright. Yes. It's fun that like we have had these different versions of ourselves. I don't know if it happened for you, but when I had the rainbow hair, people were like, ooh, you're like edgy now. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I don't do anything differently. Yeah. It's just a like facade. I still stay inside all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still bed rotting with my yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it's just a facade, but it is fun to do when you're young. But I personally feel that as I'm aging, I just don't want to put that much effort into my mm. appearance. So, you know, I, I don't really care enough to change the shape of my eyebrows. I don't really care enough to change my hair color because because I know that the maintenance will be more painful than whatever result I get from it. Yeah. And that's just for me personally. It's just like I would prefer to, to have something that's very easy to maintain. If you are a person who can do maintenance, go off. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, and also, even if you're a person who can't, like, it was fun for me to try. But then we get back to this whole thing. It's like, there was a lot of days that I woke up and I just felt so ugly. And then I go, okay, does that matter? Like, it's a I don't tough know. One. Like, it's a whole industry. And like, it's such a tough one because we're trying to break out of the cage that is our own limited idea of what femininity is and what it means to be attractive, what it means Uh to be beautiful. But also if you feel attractive with long hair and that gives you confidence. Or sometimes like things just look better styled because we like what 
shit looks like when it's like put together. Back when you were saying that the short hair requires so much more styling. Mm -hmm. I have also had this thought that's like, okay, but does it need to be styled? Yeah. So what? Like, can't I? If it's long enough that I could pull it back, even if the ponytail is an inch long. Mm hmm. Then like I could just have a messy, gross hair day and that's not that big of a deal, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. Everybody talks about it like it will ruin my life. But isn't it funny that they say that yet in most movies where like shows where a woman is having like a triumphant like I'm myself moment, she's always shaving her head. You're right. Or like, you know what I mean? Like there are several movies where it's been like, fuck the world. I'm going to be myself. And she shaves her head. Or it's like, you know, like, I'm taking my power back, shave my head. Like, yeah, but but I feel like in real life, the second somebody does anything dramatic to their hair, if they cut it to the chin or if they people think you're going through a crisis. Right. And I I mean, if you get bangs, I yeah, like I fired a therapist because she got bangs. I was like, you're doing worse than me. (laughs) (laughs) Like you had a really bad breakup. I can see it on your face. I, I can't take advice from you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you ever cut bangs? Ugh, so many times. Like straight across the forehead? Yep. Really? Uh, I also, yeah, my the first time I cut my hair ever, like I'd gotten like a little bit of glue in it or something. And my mom put it in a ponytail and then cut the ponytail off. And then she saved the ponytail. <laughs> oh, a, l- a little memento. A little memento. That's like um, what people do with their dog's hair, like after their dog's first haircut. But I, ever since she did that, I was like, oh, it's okay to cut your own hair. And so I just like would. Stop it. Like when I did the chop that you met me in. The big chop. I did that. Like I no, was just like didn't. sitting in my room. Yeah. And like my hair was so long and I was like, this is so heavy. I need it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah. It looked so good. How could you have cut that yourself? Are I you like in, some I kind of protege? I put it in two ponytails. <laughs> my God. And you just yeah. snipped right across? I snipped the ponytails. Yeah. And then I just like evened it out a little bit myself. See, that is crazy. To, to me, because you're sitting here talking about how hair is so emotional for you, how you almost cried in the chair, it right. is crazy to me that a person that says that would cut off their own hair. I think it says something about where I am in my headspace. Like, I uh-huh. think I've had a journey and like sometimes it's like the hair doesn't serve me. And sometimes yeah. I felt so like, that's why I was so, I think, jarred by it because I was like, why am I getting so upset? Like that it was like a literal security blanket that I felt was being like ripped away from me. And like yeah. Tim's hysterically laughing because he's like, Remy, it's dead. Like we need to take this off for your own good. You Stop beating a dead horse. Yeah. <laughs> stop beating dead hair. Yeah, no, it that there's another element to it that's like you... This is what everybody says, but I can tell you guys from experience, it is 100% true. If you want to grow your hair and you want to grow it in a healthy way and have it mm-hmm. be healthy when it's long, you need to get you regular. You need to cut haircuts. it more. Yeah. But for for a long time, like when I definitely when I was younger, I would just wait as long as I possibly could. I never wanted to cut my hair. Um and I just wanted it to be, lo- I wanted it to be like Pocahontas length. Mm-hmm. And um, it would just split and crack and get so dead. And then at that point, I would have to cut it even shorter than I wanted because it was all dead. Yeah. So it just, guys, don't fall into that trap. Get if you really want trim. long hair, you can get extensions and stuff. Like yeah, it all depends I, on the level of maintenance you yourself feel comfortable with as yeah. a person and what your wallet can afford. Because like 
Hair is fucking expensive sometimes. Wigs can be great. They can also be expensive. You know, like there's a lot of stuff to do. I have just been wondering, like, is it okay to like have your confidence wrapped up in your hair? Like it feels crazy to be on like a a podcast where we're trying to be so body neutral, like hair is part of it. And I'm like, I. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to answer the first part of your question, I do think it's okay that you mm-hmm. have this feeling. Um, and I think it's so common. I've seen so many memes. I think because I've been texting you about hair, yeah. now I'm getting like, my phone's obviously listening to me and, and tracking my data. So I'm getting all these memes about like, you cut your hair, you love it. It's showing like this girl leaving the salon, like wind in the hair. Mm-hmm. And then the next slide is she's crying and like, <laughs> eating popcorn out of the bag. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we, it's normal to feel those extremes, but yeah. should we challenge it? Should we go get matching pixie cuts? <laughs> No, Tim just did way too much work for me to chop it all off. I think that could be the meanest thing I did. True. But here's my question to you. Yes. Is you have wanted, I already chopped my hair. I chopped it five inches. (laughs) Major. No. And I am like, I I do love it now, but also in the moments where like there's an angle, I'm like, shut up. Like I literally was so embarrassed that I felt this way. Don't be. But with you, you said like in October, I think, that you wanted to like cut your hair. And I was like, okay, like do do it if you want to, but also understand. You did warn me. Yeah. Like there is more maintenance. But if you're saying, why does there need to be styling? This is not an Emily, I dare you to cut your hair. Well, you kind of are though. No, no. I'm asking you at this point, what is your barrier to doing it? The main thing is I am so insecure that it's just going to not look good. Yeah. And I have a lot of hangups about my face. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of hangups about my jawline. I have like a wider jawline. You have a great jawline. Thank you. I mean, here's the thing. I like it now. And it's crazy that I like for so many years, I thought it was so incredibly ugly. I I like it now, but then people say things to me like somebody straight up told me like it's not going to work on your face shape. Like I do think if you have like kind of a wider jaw. But so is that girl in the video was like they told me not to do this chop and it looks so cute. Right. And how often do we listen to other people? Like if somebody else was like, you should be skinnier or you should be thicker, you know, like like, fuck off. Right. But when somebody comments on your hair, it's like, oh, they're just doing me this honor. Right. Of they're letting just me helping know. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I should just say fuck off and just go do it. But it also has to be something that you genuinely want to do. Yeah. It's it's just it's taken almost a year at this point to weigh the pros and cons and to think, you know, I, I also have insecurities from being younger and having really like a really chubby face and cutting off my hair. And and just like you said, like feeling like very exposed, feeling like I couldn't hide behind it. Do I think that like that was a totally healthy way to to feel about it? Probably not. But it's very, very deep rooted. Um, I think more than I would like yeah. to admit, you know, I mean, but Again, the girls in those videos, though, looked great, were plus size, short hair. Like one of them was talking about putting it up and stuff and also feeling insecure about like her current face shape. And it still looked so cute. Right. So I think I'm going to give it a little more thought Mm -hmm. (laughs) because almost a year hasn't been enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's something that I'll do in the fall. (sighs) But no pressure. You know, I know, I know, I know, but I want to do, I want to do it to prove to myself that my self-worth is not yeah, tied up in my hair. Just, yeah. just like what you were saying. But then I have a moment where it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to do something just, <laughs> yeah. Just, okay. In the same way that I don't want to not do something because mm-hmm. people are saying not to do it. I don't want to mm-hmm. do something just to spite the exactly. people that are saying that because maybe exactly. they really do have my best interest at all. Ah, fuck the best interest. Here's the best <laughs> thing is when I got my first haircut, like 
from another person out of COVID because like we were cutting each other's hair in lockdown. I came back and I was still with Ben's parents and I asked his dad, I was like, do you like my haircut? And he was like, do you like it? Oh, I think you, I might have told this on you here. You did tell this like, story, but, but it's it was, so cute. Like, that's the thing. It's like, do you want it? Do you like it? Like, does it make you feel like your final form? You know, like where you feel like you've you're really coming into your own. And also another thing that I will say about hair is like, I mean, this is the most obvious thing, but obviously it's going to grow back, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously it's going to grow back. So there, like, I do think there is something really fun about taking chances with it because who knows when you're going to do that again? Like mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I could cut like a lo- a nice bob. Like I- I'm thinking like maybe just skimming the shoulders, like maybe that length and and see how I like that. And then like after that, it might be a while before I cut my hair again, or I might keep cutting it. But I'm just saying like, yeah, you there never is know. this seize the moment kind of thing that is very fun. And it happens your whole life. Like there was a woman that my parents were friends with who had blue hair into her 80s. Like it looked so cool. That's who she was. Like there's never a time that it's like, oh, it's done to stop experimenting with hair because like you always can, even if like you don't have hair, you have alopecia or something like that. Like experimenting with wigs is still experimenting with hair. It's yeah. That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. I I have a friend who has been going through a, a really long battle with cancer, and mm-hmm. um, and she's in remission now. But she was feeling extremely insecure about her little baby hairs, mm-hmm. and um, she got a wig. Actually, I, I think like a a bunch of her friends went in on it and got her this wig, and she that's so nice. Like a million bucks, yeah. And, like she feels like a new person because of the wig, and it's so nice. But she actually was one of the people who told me not to cut my hair because she said I can't Ooh. stand it when these girls with long, pretty hair want to just chop it off. But I was forced to lose my hair, and I thought that was a little interesting. Yes. It is interesting, but it's also like the people who are like, oh, my God, why would you get a breast reduction? I've never had tits or whatever. Not <laughs> yeah. not, not exactly to, the same. No, but to quote Superbad, like mm. people act like, you know, it's it's slapping God in the face for giving you a gift. Yeah. I, like it's like me and the nose jobs. Like I might tell you like, hey, this was not a great thing for me, but like I would never tell anyone like definitely don't do it though like that's your body that's your your hair that's yeah I think with cancer it is like a little more associated with like losing like your autonomy because this thing is invading your life and you don't feel like yourself anymore yeah you know where that take it back get that wig yeah like if that if whatever makes you feel like you if I cut my hair and I didn't like it I also could wear a wig 100% you could also just get a short little bob wig I could do that. A la I could Luann do on that. Crappy Lake. Yeah. Or you know what the Kardashians do? I <laughs> This just popped into my mind because I saw a video a while ago. They spend hours like when they want to have a short haircut for something, but they mm-hmm. don't want to actually cut their hair. They get their hair braided and it takes like hours and hours. And mm-hmm. then like they put in the the short hair. Yeah. Which I'm not suggesting that, nor would I ever do that. Because no, can't. it's a lot. It's yeah, very time consuming. But but if you want to do it, if you want to do it, and you go have the time, it. and you can afford it, yeah, yeah. Send me all the photos because I'm I was fascinated by this video. But it's interesting though because sometimes, like, do you remember? I'm, I'm thinking about Lisa Rinna when Brandy Glanville was like, "You've had the same haircut for like 20 years." I love her hair though. Well. I, Okay, I don't I don't love it in isolation. I just love her look. Like I like how her look is different than the other women. It's like rock star kind of like Well, she also like it seems like that that's her comfort hair. Yeah. You know, is that style. But then the second that one of the people called it out and it wasn't even for her own good, like they weren't doing it to be nice, but then she started experimenting more with hair and other styles and a ton of wigs and I was like this is fun. Yeah, she did have a really long wig. I don't it I think it was just jarring to me because it didn't look like her. Cause like I associate her with that spiky short mm-hmm. haircut. I just think like 
Like that, that is, that is, I think she even said on the show, she said, my hair is iconic. Mm -hmm. We're just like, that's how I want to feel about my hair. Like my hair is iconic. I feel like that's how I felt about my child hair because it was like, people were accusing me of highlighting. (laughs) We got natural highlights in this bitch. Yeah. Well, I feel like we honestly barely skimmed the surface. Like, I know. It goes so deep. We'd love to hear your hair stories if you guys yeah. have them. Any experiences crying in the chair, any drastic changes that you actually loved, any drastic changes that you had to live with and it like ruined your life or like just like yeah, I'm wondering how you guys feel about wrapping up <laughs> your identity in your hair. Like it is so much of like is Lisa Rinna Lisa Rinna without that hair? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, technically, yes, but I think yeah. maybe no. <laughs> and this is one more thing, just on mm-hmm. top of that. When I first talked about cutting my hair a, a literal year ago, some people DM'd me that said, like, I was nervous to cut my hair. And after I did, I feel like better than I ever have. Like, I'm never mm-hmm. going back to long. Those are the kinds of words of encouragement that I need to hear because all I'm hearing right now is it ruined my life. It made my life so much harder. I wake up every day and I dread blowing out my hair. I hear like all of these horror stories. I want to hear the positive stories. I, I I'm going to how- be honest. I had both. Like when I chopped my hair, I was like, I'm free. This is so amazing. But yeah. it was more maintenance. Yeah. So maybe it's just like there is no perfect solution like there's gonna be good times and bad times no matter what no matter what literally if your hair is long it's gonna get tangled in your scarf in the winter and you're gonna gonna have pull out clumps of hair in the shower yeah little birds nests and stuff and clumps of hair in the shower and it's gonna get caught in your armpits at night like I don't know if that happens to (laughs) you but it happens to Uh, me sometimes but yeah if it's really long oh my god or your partner will put their hand on it by accident in bed just because it's like always there the hairs will end up in your dog's butt oh god I hope not oh I've had to pull many of my long because they're eating it you know what? Probably because he's eating it, but not on purpose. Like the hair just Ew. ends up everywhere in the house. I hate that. It's disgusting. But hey, if it's, it's short just... hair. You're it's going to be poofier. There will be more maintenance. You can put it less easily into a ponytail. Like some people yeah. just want to start with like, make sure I can still put it in a ponytail or make yes. sure I can put it half up, half down. You'll have to invest in more clips probably. Mm-hmm. But I'll get to do those cute little braids. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I love short little braids. Yes, but part of the braids will fall out. If that bothers you, You're think right, about it that. it does. No, it does. <laughs> There's no perfect the hair The first scenario. thing I did when Tim cut my hair, he was like, you can still put it in a braid and nothing will stick out. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, he knows. He yeah. knows what the fuck is up. Yeah. Guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Yes. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Thank you, Tim, for my haircut and my color. I love you and congratulations to you and Clayton. And then you guys follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And remember, we're always with you through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Batches.